Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. (laughs) I'm in the the zone, baby. (laughs) The Mr. Probs in the zone face is fantastic. Welcome to episode 28 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Dude, can you even even believe what you just said? Episode 28. That's ridiculous, man. So I was, I I mixed a broadcast this weekend uh, because one of my volunteers wanted to go away on a little trip. And so I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll do that for you. And so, um, so while I was in there, I was just kind of working on some podcast stuff and I'm looking at everyone we've had a chance to interview so far in 2019. It's crazy. Dude, it's uh, like, I look at Aaron Schust, the guys from MXU, Stephen Miller, Michael Neal, Brooke Nichols, Mia Fields, Sandy Patty, Elisa Turner, and coming up soon, Candace Payne and Kim Walker Smith. And don't forget the man, the The legend. Paul no I meant this year oh sorry sorry it it's it, it made such an impact on me I can't stop saying it yeah I know you you can't help it you're a you're a blushite I'm a blushite and here's the deal so we rolled out last week or the week before I can't remember sponsored by planning, planning center, center online setting the mark right, oh yeah for oh yeah and here's the deal. They just came out with this new, uh, it's going to be free online training for all of their apps. Oh, let's go. Free. So yep. check our Instagram feed. We posted a video about that. Man, we love the folks at Planning Center. Dude, their their stuff is so on point. Um, one of my favorite things to do is take songs and go in and transpose them. Because if you didn't know this, if you're using Planning Center services right now, you can actually go in and have it transpose the the song for you into the key that you're doing it with people and just to laugh at how funny the voice is. It's crazy. It's crazy. But what I don't understand is why do the instruments sound normal, but the voices always sound so jacked? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I know. It's witchcraft. No, it's not witchcraft. <laughs> well, we're loving the folks at Planning Center, so we hope that you will check them out. And you know what's also super cool? They're always at the experience conference every year. So when when you come to the experience conference, because you know you should, we've only talked about it in 28 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> but when you come, typically the owner and founder of Planning Center is there. And if you get there early enough, you can get a pair of Planning Center online socks. How They flew off the table last year. I got a pair last year. Did you really? I did not. I did. I did. I was too um, late. Because I went up, was talking to the guy, because I've talked to him every single year, because we've been trying to get our administrator to move us to Planning Center for everything, and he just couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And so, finally, we figured out how to make it work, and I went up to the owner and go, it finally happened. We just pulled the trigger. We're now using everything. And he goes, you get a pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And I wear them so proudly. By the way, he is like pretty involved at Central Christian Church in Las Vegas. That's awesome. So if you ever watch their online stream, there is an excellent chance. Dude's got a cannon, man. He can sing. He can flat sing. I bet he's no Mr. Probs, though. He plays keys, too. He's way better than Mr. Probs, man. I I don't know. I I, I jumped on the live stream. I saw Mr. Probs rocking it today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. So what I'm really excited for is one day, when we reveal who you are, because we're so close to 50,000 followers. We are, man. We're knocking on the door. I don't know if I'm more excited that they get to finally know who you are or that I can finally start using your nickname. Oh, man. I'm not going to use it now, but I have multiple times I have almost commented on your live stream. I love it when so-and-so leads worship <laughs> just, to see, just to see if anybody would notice. You so, guys, you guys, you guys. What what are you going to do when like we're at the experience conference and people all are going to know you're there and people are going to be walking by calling you by that nickname? I don't think How I much have much of a choice. Me? It doesn't sound like I <laughs> doesn't sound like I have much of a choice. Hopefully, okay, we're 4000 away, less than 4000. So, 
we've I mean, got that's... to be there long before September, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So man, we want to. I got. We got to get some merch happening for Experience oh, Conference. Yeah. I want to see people walking around the EC wearing the WLP. I just made a wrap, and they can come up and ask us all the questies they want <laughs> <laughs> while drinking their Starbies. Right? Maybe just coming from the outbacks. Yeah, just coming from the outbacks. You know, they just had a bloomy ending. Totes my goats. That may have to be a t-shirt. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. Like just the worship leader props logo. And it just says totes my goats. Totes my goats. <laughs> hey, fam, nation, help us get there. Okay. So we're not going to, we, we've messed around with this long enough. Got to get to that 50,000 Instagram followers. We need 4,000. So help us do that. And by the way, we gave you some kudos last week for subscribing and rating Ooh, yeah. the pod. We've gotten lots of five-star uh, reviews uh, on the podcast. So please keep those coming, man. It helps the analytics. Jeremy said he was on searching. You can you don't have to search our whole name, which is the reason why we ask you to review us. So keep subscribing and reviewing. We are grateful. Love it. We are so grateful for you guys. So dude, what do you, what are you most excited about in this season of ministry? What am I most excited about? Um, says my internet connection is unstable. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> I'm not excited about that. That would be the thing I'm least excited about. Um, this season of ministry, you know, I, I think our church has launched a couple of campuses this year. Yeah. And so summer is typically a time where we kind of uh, catch our breath in, in a church like ours. They're not, there isn't really a slow time, but it is a time where we can kind of catch our breath and do lots of, we do lots of long-term planning in the summertime. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm anxious. I'm excited for a different rhythm because man, we have been pedal to the metal. Uh, Dude, y'all have gone hardcore. We have really since last August, we did a major uh, AVL uh, renovation in our room. We opened campuses, big services, you know, it's just been one thing after the other, and it's great problems. I'm so grateful to be dealing with that, but um, I'm the excited. Were, they for they a were so great that. that you were able to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> so you're thankful for those problems. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. So the podcast, um, the Instagram, it's, there's a lot of really think, good things to be grateful for right now. And, um, you know, I married up. You did got me a got me a fantastic little lady upstairs, and she is loving me big time. I <laughs> love it. That's good, dude. That's really got. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna smack me when she. I know, that. dude. I'm excited for like when people get to figure, finally find out who you are. We just have so many cool ideas of ways that we can like pour back into worship leaders because I think you guys have probably heard at this point like we have such a passion for seeing worship leaders get healthy in their souls because. Um, I think I think we could all say like our our biggest weapon we have against the enemy, against depression, anxiety, hurt is our worship. And so what would it look like to see a nation of worship leaders with their souls healthy in their relationship with Jesus Christ just so on point? to see the impact that they would make on the rest of this world. And so um, we've got many, many ideas of how God may want to use this meme account and this podcast to do some things where we could really just pour back into you guys. And so, man, it's just, it's a very, very exciting time to be alive. It sure is. It sure is. And I, I'm going to tell you something. We can tell me. I'm, I'm excited for today. Oh. Because today we're going to turn the tables a little bit. Oh, no. In the spotlight, in the interview spotlight, none other than Uncle Jerry, Jeremy today. Oh, boy. And this is Jeremy Van Valkenburg. This is where everyone goes, click. <laughs> oh, and this is where they go gonna, listen to the Worship Leader Collective. <laughs> you're going to get to know the heart of this dude who is, uh, uh, it's, man, it's the biggest heart I know. And uh, you're going to love it. And uh, I know he's normally like super reserved and really closed <laughs> off. Doesn't share a lot of personal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> but we're going to see if we can't pull it out of him today. Good luck.
as he enters the no-spin zone. <laughs> well, bro, why don't we jump into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call our MVPs. It was funny, last week, uh, we, we just didn't get a chance to do the MVPs, and so I had a couple of emails from people like, oh my gosh, where's the MVPs? And so people seem to love this portion. And so uh, if this is your first time listening to the Worship Leader Props podcast, here's here's what's going on. Um, we have people from all over the world, they submit to us via our website or even through the DMs on Instagram, somebody that they would like us to recognize here on the podcast. And it could be for um, the hard work they put in, how God is using them. And so um, this week... I think we have two MVPs. And so if you would like us to recognize your MVP on the podcast, all you got to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. You can click on the MVP tab and there's a form that you can fill out. And uh, it's very simple to do that way. Or you can always send us one of the DMs, but it is definitely much easier if you will go and do it uh, from the website. So Mr. Probs, who are we recognizing today? Well, our MVP number one is Robert Trigg. Okay, Robert Trigg uh, is at Navarre United Methodist Church uh, in Navarre, Florida. Uh, Robert has been with Navarre for 25 years, a solid member uh, during days of celebration and days of difficulty. He always has an encouraging word uh, or smile and an ear to listen to anyone. Uh, He served in the praise team for many years, and the last two years he was asked to play bass. Happy to serve there. Um, Robert also serves um, as the leader in the disaster response team that are they're helping to uh, rebuild Mexico uh, Beach in Panama City after Hurricane Michael. Wow. So uh, that is Robert Trigg. Dude, Robert's we, a stud. Robert is a stud. Man, I, I have a good friend that was a pastor in a church in Panama City, and they lost everything. Like They have since moved to uh, somewhere in Indiana. Because there was just, and they were trying to make it work, and there was, it literally, there's nothing left. So, thank Robert, thank you so much for going in and, and doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, our second one, our second MVP is Ellis White. Uh, Ellis is a worship pastor uh, that I serve with. Uh, this is coming from Nate Maxwell. Okay. Of course coming from Nate Wax. So these are Nate's words. Uh, Ellis is the worship pastor that I serve with. He came to our church in the United States around 10 years ago as a pastoral intern from England. And in parentheses, it says he still has an accent. Cheerio. Uh, Cheerio. He has completed seminary and gotten ordained in our denomination all in the past few years. Uh, This past summer, uh, he's taken on the job of uh, our church's main worship pastor. Uh, I'm a high schooler who uh, leads youth worship bands, and I strive to be a lot like him. Uh, The way that he communicates and leads our team and just genuinely cares about all of us is something that really makes him stand out uh, against other worship leaders uh, I've played with. So, Ellis White, we we salute salute you. you. I mean, that was right on. It was was It was almost like two minds connected, like in the movie Avatar. It was a mind meld. It was. It was very good. Hey, thank you so much for sending in your MVPs. Again, don't forget, you can go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the MVP tab, and you can submit it that way, or you can even send us an email at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Dude, please tell me. Please tell me you've got a lot for our next for our next segment. I don't have as many as I had last week. Oh, time, man. I do, I, I, do, I do have good ones. I look forward to this literally all week. I can't wait until Sunday afternoon to see what Mr. Prob has for <laughs> prayer concerns. <laughs> well, in our prayer concerns segment of the podcast, we like to take all of the connection cards that we get in our churches where we, on the backside, you know, you always put, how can we pray for you? But many times people just put their complaints in there instead of their prayer concerns. And so each week we read these live here on the air. And uh, if you would like for us to read those, it's very simple. Again, you can just go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com, send us an email uh, with those concerns. We'll never use your name. We'll never use your church's name. Uh, We'll keep it completely anonymous, but it's just a way for us to feel not quite so alone and know that there are others that are fighting the same struggle we are. So Mr. Probs, what do we got this week? Okay. Yeah, man. Keep them coming, guys. You're hitting it out of the park. Okay. Prayer concern number one. Okay. 
I had a lady tell me that our worship team should learn the electric slide and play it on a Sunday morning. She seemed to think it would really minister to someone because she asked for it on multiple occasions. (laughs) (laughs) The electric slide. That is, I mean, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Number two. During our pre-service countdown last week, we had an older gentleman tell our electric guitar player, quote, the keyboard player's hat makes the band look trashy. (laughs) And he adds, oh, and the band was playing during the countdown, so the guitar player had to play and had to have that conversation at the same time. Oh, my gosh, dude. (laughs) You think they, like, went up on stage and, like, were having that conversation with him? They may have. Dude, oh. I shared in an earlier episode, some lady came up on stage and talked to me one day during the service. And security just stood there. Just stood there. We have a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And they didn't even know about it, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, tip of the cap, guys. You guys are really on top of it. Well done. <laughs> number three, prayer concern number three. The first day we started using haze, I had a gentleman come up to me in a coughing fit. Quote, if you guys keep using that smoke, I'm going to have to find another church. And she adds, their haze is made from water vapor. <laughs> oh, dude. When we, fir- when we first started using haze, uh, we would do it only for special events. And uh, we were doing this big thing and it had a choir thing. And like, so we turned the haze around and kept the curtain closed. So when we'd open it, it'd have like kind of a cool effect, you know? And there were three women who thought, I mean, this, I think my throat's closing up. I, th- I think, and it was just like, what is going? It's water-based haze. Like, yeah, sister, it is in your head. Yeah. Man. Okay. This is the last one, number four. And it says, On Easter weekend, our comment cards said, The music is way too loud. I know what good music is. I know Flo Rida. (laughs) (laughs) You know I know how. (laughs) The club can't even handle right right now. I know good music. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know Flo Rida. And I don't mean if they know Flo Rida's music or does this person actually know Does he Flo know Rida? Flo? Because if you know Flo You'll, on the podcast, he must go. If you know Flo, it won't be loud no more. <laughs> <laughs> H- hook, hook some brothers up with some Flo on the podcast, man. Did you know if you take Flo Rida and put it together, it's Florida? <laughs> That's you, buddy. That's right? me, baby. That's you. <laughs> and and you okay, you or this is gonna be a sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> Tell us about the love bugs. Okay, so uh if you're not from Florida in, in as yeah, clean away as you yeah, in, in the springtime, uh we get a infestation of what are called love bugs, and they're these two little black bugs that will connect <laughs> booty to booty <laughs> and they fly around. They don't bite. They don't sting. I literally, I don't even really have a clue of why they're like around, like what's their function in the world. And there will be these giant black clouds of them. And so like yesterday I was driving to uh, Florida Southern University for my cousin's graduation. And by the time we got there, it's two hours west of where I live. It was so bad. We almost had to stop at a gas station to clean all the love bugs off of my, our window. Good night. Because what happens is in Florida, obviously your car gets so hot from the sun baking down on it. And then when you're driving 75 miles an hour, like you get all the bugs and then it dries immediately. So you can't use your windshield wipers or else it smears it real bad. And like if you leave it on your car too long, oh, it eats the paint gross. away. It is. It's crazy, oh, no. dude. It's not all palm trees and coconut oil down here. Like. It's it sounds magical. Yeah, my, my my uncle showed me video of at work and like an alligator is just walking through where he works. We had a snake trying to get in the church the other day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's paradise, dude. No bueno. And my AC broke, and I was driving it ninety one degree weather today with no AC. It was fantastic. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! 
But remember, mm, I'm a pastor. Mm, mm. I took a vow of poverty, so I can't afford to go. That's right. Car. Yeah. Yeah. You get can't buy a new car or get your AC fixed. That's right. So. <laughs> Dude, I was telling somebody oh, about one of the, the perk concerns. I don't know, it was maybe a couple weeks ago about the guy who the lady comes up every week and is like, you're going to turn it down? And he goes, I have an empty fader on my board. And I pull it down. There you go. <laughs> I'm the lighting guy. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It's not even. The and she probably guy. thinks I'm making a difference, and he's turning on the lighting console. <laughs> oh gosh, that makes me that makes me happy. Well, hey, thank you again so for uh, submitting your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Props podcast. This is one of our uh, most talked about sections of the podcast because, again, it feels so nice knowing that there are others going through the same struggle that we are. And so, again, thank you for sharing those with us. And you can, again, if you'd like to share those, go to info at worshipleaderprops.com and send us an email. So. Well, let's jump into uh, one more segment of the podcast before we do a little interview with me. And we like to call this portion sliding into the DMs. So one of the things that's really awesome about kind of our Instagram account is thanks to you guys, we have really high engagement, especially compared to some other meme accounts like I mean, you guys are just, you always enjoy the back and forth with us. And so we're very thankful for that. And so part of that is we get a lot of questions in our DMs. And we've told you guys a lot about that. I mean, there'll be weeks where there's literally like a hundred questions that can come in. And so what we like to do is just take a little extra time here on the podcast to be able to go a little deeper into some of these questions that we uh, have the privilege to be able to answer on our Instagram account. And so Mr. Probs, what are we talking about this week? Today, we're talking about how to stay genuine while leading worship. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. That is a great question. It's a great question, and it is a, it's not something you're going to solve. And I don't, I, I don't mean that it'll always be a problem. I just mean it'll always be something that you have to work at. Yeah. Um, you know, staying fresh, maintaining, a, man, a vital walk with the Lord, and you have to find Um, You know, that kind of goes without saying, like if you're leading worship or you're in production ministry and you're leading people, you need to walk with the Lord. You need to spend time in prayer. You need to spend time in his word. And I would say you need to run with faster runners. You know, we've talked about that before on the podcast. Like if you want to learn how to lift weights or you want to learn how to, uh, if you want to learn how to cook, you're going to not just pull somebody off the street and have them tell you how to cook. You're going to go get involved with cooking classes or somebody who's further down the pike than you are. And so um, I always encourage people, man, stay with people who are further down the road than you are. Yeah. Um, Give them access to your life. Allow them to ask you questions. Allow them to uh, speak into your life. That is, man, that is just so, so, so important. Yeah. And I would say this, find the things, find the healthy things that feed your soul. Yeah. You know, like if you live where Jeremy lives, it might be, you know, taking a, an hour every week, if you can carve that out or a half an hour or whatever, go for a walk on the beach, you know, uh, put some worship music on your headphones and just kind of get alone with God, you know, find those things uh, that restore you, Yeah. Um, you know, spiritually. Uh, the word, prayer, worship, music, all of those things, you know, art. Um, lots of people are are wired to uh, to enjoy different things, but man, um, you it, it's not just going to happen. You're not just going to maintain a genuine uh, relationship with God without working at it, without being strategic, without prioritizing it. Yeah, I like because um, I was looking at the definition. The definition is like that which is true and pure. And so I think it's uh it's an intentional thing because it look yeah we make fun of the fact that you know a lot of people might complain about what we're doing or this that and the other but you also you got to admit oh worship sounded so good today your voice was so good on, wow you sang the snot out of that song it can get really easy to let maybe some of that stuff go to your head and you start Man. you start living for the praises of the people more than you start living for leading people to the one that you're there to praise there you go you know and so like. Um, I think it's it's being intentional to um, receive encouragement from people, but try not to let it go to your head. And so, like, I love, like, my wife is so good at, like, if she sees me at anything, like, getting a little, 
Hey, you know, hey, I, I kicked the crap out of that sermon the other day. You know what I mean? Did you hear all the people should be like, hey, 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 is your head fit through that door anymore? You know what I mean? And so I think it's, um, I like what you said, like, uh, man, spending that time in relationship with the Lord and in relationship with others that you look and go, wow, I just, there's something about them. They're just so genuine and spending time with them to see how they get to that place. And I think a lot of it's going to boil down to like, how much time are you spending with the Lord one-on-one? You know what I mean? Because um, there's something about that that helps you to keep your focus on the main thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it takes intentionality. Intentionality and prioritizing that over uh, all the other stuff that's, you know, vying for your time, you know, pulling at your time. Um, you've got to be uh, strategic yeah. about it. That's for sure. And it, what's interesting is we live in a culture where whenever you talk to like young adults, millennials, whatever the generation is coming up after the millennials, Hey, what's the biggest thing you think is missing in the church? Oh, it's authenticity. You know what I mean? So like the deal is that the people that you're going to be ministering to that are, that are coming up in the next five years, some that are young now that maybe you're getting an opportunity to minister to, they will see right through if you are not being genuine. Oh, you know what I mean? Like they will, they'll look right at you and go, yeah. Like I loved what Scott Longyear said the last time we were together. Like when you start thinking and changing up your mindset, like rather than, all right, let's sing loud right now. Rather than say, let's lift our voices to the King of Kings who is worthy of all of our praise. You know, what are you calling the people to just sing loud? So the pe- so Indian River County where I live can hear you or Lift your voices and try to match what the angels are doing right now because God is holy and righteous and worth, you know what I mean? Like those little things right there show more of you being genuine about the one that we're there to worship than it is about all the other things. Like, how loud can we get this place? Look at, we're jumping up and down. Woo, we threw a beach ball in. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, those yeah. things, like literally the future of our nation with Christians and, and those that are going to lead they see right through that stuff and they just want to see somebody up there leading them to the King of Kings. And then like we've talked about, know the way and then get out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. That's the deal. So that's the deal. Take that sliding Gen- into the genuine. DMS. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm I gotta be honest. I'm a little nervous. There's so many ways we could go with this thing, man. I know. You know? Um, so this week, the Worship Leader Probs podcast is so excited to welcome our co-host, Jeremy Van Valkenburg. Yo, yo, yo. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. So we're doing this like it's an actual interview. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Okay, let's do this. Absolutely. Well, I, got, I just want to say real quick, I'm just so glad to be here. I've been a big fan of your memes for a long time. And, uh, you know, to actually be a, a part of something that is so funny and enriching. I'm just uh, I'm just really just feeling God's grace to be here. Amen. Is it the brightest part of your day? Oh, it, it is like a supernova. <laughs> okay. So, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy is one of the first people not in my family that knew I was behind this. Yeah. And I don't know, we didn't really know each other that well. I mean, is it okay? At that is point? it okay to tell the, uh, the story of how we kind of came to know each other? Sure. Yeah. So we were uh, at a mutual event somewhere and um, I had just, my wife and I, had just made the decision to stop trying to have kids um, naturally, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, you know, we were at the time I was 37, she was 38 and uh, we had, we had gone through some counseling six or seven months prior and we're finding a lot of healing. And so we were driving into church one day and my wife just said, Hey, where are you at with us trying to have a child? And I just said, maybe I need to be done. I can't handle the pressure of it anymore. I'm just, I'm tired and she felt the same way. And so we had actually made the decision to not have a child. And so um, just two or three days after that decision, uh, I was in this, uh, this multiple or this, this event where Mr. Probs was and uh, my worship pastor knew Mr. Probs and just said, Hey, while you're there, you should get to know him. 
and maybe ask him like, Hey, how have, how's it been? Because you guys have not had children and just kind of, what has that looked like for y'all? And so we had a, the last night we were there, we had dinner. And, uh, so we just started chatting. And so this would have been in January. And so, uh, months go by and we just started texting. Like, I think I texted you. It was like, man, it was really great getting to know you. Like that was cool. And then we just never stopped texting. And so, um, we happened to be together again and we're sitting there and he goes, this promise goes, Hey, chair, you follow that worship leader prophets account on Instagram. Like, Oh my gosh, I love that account. And he goes, it's me. And I didn't believe him at first. And then he pulls on his phone and shows me the Instagram account. And he goes, it's me. And I about lost it. I just, I was so shocked. And so he, he was willing to share with me what he was doing. And so about, wasn't it almost another year went by and you just happened to, to reach out to me and were like, Hey, so the next step with meme accounts is they usually start a podcast and you were like, I really want to do it. I don't know how. And I was like, well, I know how. And so at first it was just helping you on the technical side of it. Cause I had hosted another podcast previously and, uh, so I just threw it out. I was like, hey, I've actually hosted a podcast before, so maybe I could do this thing with you. And then we started talking about, wow, this would be really interesting to have a worship leader and a production guy doing this thing together and talking about all of what happens in worship ministry. And so then eventually you trusted me enough. You let me in the account and I began to help kind of run and manage that. Um, I make memes every once in a while. They never, ever do as good as Mr. Probs is. <laughs> makes me so mad. I'll work so hard and it'll be like, you know, 50 comments. And then Mr. Probs gets one. It's like (laughs) 1,300. You know, hey, 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 your memes are good. They're not great. Your memes are really good. Your memes are really good. They're not great. Dude, if there's something you want to, I'm not sure making memes is like a badge of honor. (laughs) Like when we come, we stand before the father, he's going to be like, Bro, you made some killer memes. Your, your meme game needed some needs some work, Jeremy. That's what I'm gonna hear. <laughs> so Jeremy was one of the first, yep. one of the first that I'm not related to who knew about this, and so he's been walking with me uh, for a while now, and uh, obviously co-hosts the podcast and does such a great job with all the back end stuff of the podcast and all that. He's a he's a gifted guy. So Jeremy, yes, sir. Let's delve into the Frank Fox. Let's go. I, I'm super excited. I, <laughs> I'm so excited to do this. Okay. So number one. Okay. Jeremy, tell me about your journey. Man. So my journey into ministry is legit almost 20 years to the day. Um, so... I, my my story is a little different than a lot of people. Like, I think I've always believed in God. Like, I remember as a kid, like these deep thoughts in my mind of like, well, if there has to be a heaven and an earth and there has to be a God behind it. And I would ask my mom these questions and she'd be like, who is this kid? You know what I mean? Like, but I just, I feel like, <laughs> you know where it says in scripture, the heavens are declaring the glory of the Lord. I just felt like I saw nature and I just knew God existed. And so uh, we moved to Florida from Ohio when I was in uh, going into fifth grade and got involved in the church that I'm actually a pastor at now. That's so funny. And so, yeah, Man, dude, it's, it's, it's just a funny story. And so in, in sixth grade, uh, one night in my room, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in a way I just couldn't, couldn't explain. And I gave my heart to Jesus by myself. Nobody mm-hmm. was, I wasn't in a church service. I wasn't my parents leading me. I just knew I needed to know who Jesus was and I was going to follow him. And so from sixth grade all the way through 12th grade, man, followed the Lord really hard, really involved in youth group. I played in worship in the worship band. I was a trumpet player back then. So I used to play trumpet every weekend in the, in the church back when orchestra was a big deal. And so when I was in 10th grade, uh, we were up in Drummond Island, Michigan. My family's got a cabin up there and we were taking a vacation And so my aunt and uncle were there with their kids. And so we were having a lot of fun. But what you got to understand is like our cabin is on an island in the middle of nowhere. There's no electricity, no running water. It's like it's rough in it. Well, all the boys were having a blast. Well, my cousin, she was miserable. Like she I I think I was like I said, I was in 10th grade. Maybe she was in 11th grade and like didn't want to be there. And so 
she was mm-hmm. like being so uh, persnickety about it. It was looking like maybe they were going to leave early and we didn't want that to happen. So like, I just had this idea of like, if I can keep them busy enough, maybe she won't want to leave. And so next thing you know, I'm like, let's build a fort. Let's do this. Let's it. And now all of a sudden she stopped talking about it and she didn't, she decided I don't, I don't want to go. So the last day my aunt pulled me aside and she said, Jer, I have been watching you for the last three days and how you're leading my kids around. She said, I just, I have this sense from the spirit. You're called to be a pastor. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. So, um, so we're on uh, Drummond Island, Michigan is in Lake Huron. And so I would take a four wheel and I'd go out to this point and some of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen in my life over Lake Huron and all these little islands and stuff like that. And I went every night for seven straight days and I prayed, God, are you calling me to be a pastor? And every night I heard yes. And so I did that seven nights in a row. So when I got back, I told my parents about it. And so they said, well, you need to go talk to your, to your youth pastor. And I went to him and I just said, hey, I really think God might be calling me to be a pastor. And he was like, okay, good. We've all known that. We're glad you caught on. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. So uh, my youth pastor poured into me big time and I got opportunities to, you know, I, I preached in a, in a service once, I, like a Sunday night thing. And I did preach a couple times in the youth group and on leadership teams and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, 1998, I went off to Warner University in Lake Wales, Florida, and I was going to be a pastor. Um, while I was there, I got my faith shaken a little bit. Um, sometimes when you go to seminary, um, I think I've heard it uh, uh, that they try to like break your glass house. Like they all the, maybe the doctrinal issues that you've believed and things like that. They try to shake it to see if you really believe what you believe. And when that happened, I realized my faith wasn't as strong as what I thought it was. And I realized my faith wasn't my own. It was what my youth pastor had said, well, you should believe this. Or my senior pastor said, you should believe this. And so um, I, I, I walked away from the Lord. Um, I wasn't like an atheist or anything, but I just, I began to explore what does the world have for me. And so by the end of my freshman year, uh, I was no longer a ministry major. I, I dropped out of all that, became a music major. I thought I was just going to teach band one day and be a band, uh, a, a band director at some point. And so um, wow. my family owned a company that manufactured ice cream scoops. Like my grandfather bought the company from the man that invented the ice cream scoop. And so um, I would work there in the summertime and then I went to school. Well, after my sophomore year, I was drinking. Um, I was struggling with pornography. I was failing all my classes. And so basically at the end of my sophomore year, my dad said, you ain't going back. And they took me to the shop and they threw me on a sanding belt. And so if you know me at all, I'm highly extroverted. I have severe ADHD. And I was literally for the next three and a half years of my life, I was sitting at a sanding belt, sanding off rough edges on ice cream scoops, like literally the worst thing you could ever ask me to do. But I was thankful for taught me a lot of discipline. And so I eventually worked my way up the company, became the plant manager. And uh, that's when I met my wife, Lori. And uh, so Lori and I had been friends in college. I actually had tried to date her, her best friend. And that's how uh, Lori and I got together. Um, and so uh, I, I left Warner where I'd been. And so it'd been a couple of years and Lori happened to come to town cause her sister had just moved here and, uh, we went out for dinner and been together ever since. And about two weeks in, she said, look, I, I just need to know where, like, where are you at with Jesus? Because, uh, the Jeremy I knew in college, like loved Jesus, but the Jeremy I'm known now doesn't seem like you're there. So like, I just need to know because I can't date you if you're not a Christian. And so uh, a lot of, lot of reflection happened over a couple of days. And I happened to go to, to dinner with my, uh, my covenant group leader from high school. And I said, Wally, I just, I think God's calling me back. I think God's calling me home. And so we went back to the church and our middle, we have a high school room and a middle school room at, at our church. And so I went in the middle school room and we got down on our, on our knees and I prayed and I said, God, I don't care what happens at this point. You could take every single thing away from me. You could take Lori away from me. I promise to follow you for the rest of my life. And so since then, I've been super on fire um, for the Lord. And so I've told some of my story. So not too long after my wife and I got married, my wife got pregnant. And then we ended up losing our first son, Caleb. He was born uh, 17 weeks early and uh, passed away after living for 53 hours. And then uh, took seven years to get pregnant again. And, uh, my wife at about almost 14 weeks, we went in for a sonogram and, uh, found out that the baby's heartbeat had stopped 
And so she had to go in and deliver him. And uh, so a lot of stuff we've had to deal with. But after we lost our son, Caleb, um, I just been feeling very restless where I worked. I made fantastic money, um, would one day get to help, you know, probably be a, an owner of a multimillion dollar company and like things were looking good, you know, but I began to get really, really restless. And then after we lost our son, we got a call from our youth pastor at the church and he just said, Hey, would you guys consider coming to, uh, help with youth ministry? And so we prayed about it and we thought, yep, we'll do that. And so we were getting ready to walk into the high school room. And I looked over at my wife and I said, Lori, I just have a feeling if I walk through these doors, my calling for ministry is going to come back. And she said, Jer, come on. Can we just get through tonight first? And no doubt, calling for ministry came back. So I ended up going back to school. I finished my degree online. Um, and then through a, a weird series of events, lost my job with uh, the company, the, with the, the Ice Cream Scoop Factory. But the same day I lost my job was the day I was actually having a meeting with the executive pastor at our church about coming on to do um, to do uh, uh, college age ministry full time because we were running college age ministry and it was really taking off. And so when I got in, they're like, "We can only hire you part time for this, but if there was a way we could use you somewhere else, we could figure out how to make you full time." And I was like, "Well, just lost my job today, so if we can figure this out. This would be awesome." <laughs> And I just, I said, Hey, on a whim, I just said, Hey, what if I worked also for the worship pastor? I said, I, I know how to use media shout. I was in band. So I read music. I can do everything he's looking for as an assistant went down, met with him. He hired me uh, within two days. It was only out of a job for a week. And I began working at the church, running young adult ministry, and then being wow. part of the worship ministry at the church. And the rest is really just history from there. I mean, within a couple of weeks of me being there, all the pastors saw the calling of ministry in my life. And so I was immediately brought into staff meetings. And while at first I wasn't a pastor, I got to really act as one. Uh, I was able to be, like I said, in pastoral staff meetings and making decisions and being a part of all that. And then four and a half years ago, uh, they installed me as a pastor at our church. And it literally was almost 20 years to the date from when I received my calling in Michigan that they installed me as a pastor and I got to preach for the people. Man, that's incredible. So, what, a, a, what a journey. A little bit of a long journey, but uh, literally God's fingerprints all over my life from being a little kid all the way to today with all the adversity we have faced and all that we've done. Like that prayer I prayed 15 years ago. I mean, I've, I've said I hurt my back a couple of years ago and life has been very difficult since then. I've lost children. Like I, I've had my kids taken away. I've had my health taken away. I will never stop following Jesus Christ mm, mm, um, amen. because there's nothing that the enemy is going to throw at me on this side. That's worth what's on the other. Mm, so, mm, mm. wow. Wow. That's a deep dive on me. <laughs> well, I, you did ask for me to be transparent. So you did. Right. So, uh, sidebar. Yeah. Why, why have I never called you Scoop? <laughs> I don't know. Or Scoops. Un Either way. Uncle Scoop. Either one could work. Uncle Scoop. <laughs> Uncle Scoop. That could be your new nickname. Okay, so this is a question that Jeremy came up with. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear your answer to this. If you were arrested for something and nobody knew why, what would they assume you did? So I have two answers for this. One is my answer, and then I actually asked my wife the the, the question, so oh, and to see what she would think. And so for me, it would be that I got pulled over, and I forgot that my license was expired, because as Mister Props finds out over and over, I I mean very well, but I'm very very forgetful, and so so that's what I think it would be for me that like somehow. Either there's an unpaid traffic fine or since there's something I've completely forgot to do. And that's why I would have gotten arrested. Now, my wife, she thinks I would have gotten arrested because I was trying to be funny and cute to get out of it. And I got the wrong cop <laughs> and he wasn't having it. And so I got arrested for that. Oh, that's amazing. I can see that. Yeah. I can see Trying that. I talk myself out of that. it and instead. You got it worse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay. So what's a fun fact about you that no one knows? 
Oh man, a fun fact about Jeremy that nobody knows. Um, that this is kind of tough because I've kind of shared a lot. Um, <laughs> I got arrested when I was twenty-one years old. Ooh. Yeah. So my friend and I, we had just left a birthday party, and it was a very, very redneck time in Jeremy's life. And so he loved going four-wheeling all the time. And so we went out to this property that we had been out on. I can't even tell you how many times. Like we were told, hey, would you guys go get some ice cream for the birthday party? We're like, yeah, no problem. Hey, let's go take our trucks and go through the mud real quick. Cause it was like right next to where the store was. So we get out there and we get our trucks completely stuck. And so, I don't know, it's maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So a helicopter flew over at one point. And the next thing you know, um, there's flashlights. And so we're like, oh, good. Somebody saw us. Maybe, you know, maybe they're here to give us some help. Oh, it was the cops. And so there were three of them. Two of them walked around the mud hole on the dry ground to get to us. One of them, who was a little older, decided to walk straight through the middle of the mud hole to get to us. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, so they get out there and they're like, where's the party? And we're like, what party? And they're like, uh, we have word that there's, there's a party and underage drinking going on out here. I'm like, uh, no, like we're literally, I'm wearing a button down shirt, jeans and nice shoes. So is my buddy. Cause we just, again, came from this birthday party. Well, they ended up arresting us because it was the school district owned this property. We had no idea. So they handcuffed us together and the old cop made us walk back through the middle of the mud hole, literally handcuffed and put into the back of a cop car. So the, the, the older gentleman gets in the car and the, the other two came and said, Hey, we tried really hard to tell him like, Hey, we don't think they're doing anything bad, but he just bought those boots and he's so mad at you guys because he walked through the middle of the mud hole. <laughs> so, so I'm actually, I've taken to jail. They put me in, like you ever seen, like, I'm sure you guys watch your cop shows where there's like the two way glass, you know, and like you can see through and it's got the phone. So they put me in one of those and I'm left there for 12 hours. I'm never offered a phone call or anything. And so again, Jeremy extrovert doesn't like being alone. I was going mad in this room. And so I started counting the tiles, anything I could, like nobody checked on me. Nobody. And all of a sudden somebody comes up and they're like, okay, you've gotten bailed out. And I'm like, um, by who? I said, nobody gave me a phone call. They were like, what? And I was like, I haven't been able to call anybody. Luckily, they let my my buddy call his girlfriend. So we get out. We get all the way back to our trucks. They gave us like some paper that would let us go get out. They left my buddy's truck running for like 14 hours in the middle of a mud hole. Well, it was still there. It was still there. And it was running the entire time. And so oh, my word. they ended up finding out that my buddy's dad was a... Uh, uh, Florida Highway Patrolman, and so they dropped all the charges. Like nothing ever came of it. So yeah, I got, I got arrested once. Wow, Jeremy, you're a, you're a deep, deep well. Well, half the time I tell you what's going on in my life, and you're like, I've just never met anyone like you before. <laughs> That's that is for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, number four. What is one thing you can't live without? <sighs> Honestly, it's my. T- do you like? By the way, do you like my question voice? My I do. Voice. It's very official. It's very Ron Burgundy. Okay, good, of you. good, good, good. I'm working hard on it. Very, did you hear what I said? It's very Ron Burgundy of you. It's, <clears throat> so that's a. Here, here's a fun fact. This is this is sidebar. This is bonus material. The worship pastor that I work with, this is legitimate. His stepdad is is legitimately. He is the inspiration for Anchorman the movie. Like <laughs> so awesome. they so got awesome. to go to the premiere. Like he's got a picture with himself and Will Ferrell. Like and and so this the, the, his name is Mort Krim is the guy who uh, is the inspiration. And it wasn't like Mort was because Mort was on. He, he was a big deal, I think, in the Church of God movement. A lot of speaking engagements and like new presidents and radio shows and was an anchor for like uh, a news channel, like, but actually worked with Jessica Savage, the very first female newscaster back in like the 60s or 70s and all that kind of stuff. And Will Ferrell just saw him and he just thought it was funny that the guy was so proper all the time and like felt like he was always in character. And that's literally where it came from was my worship pastor stepdad. How cool is that? That's awesome. So sidebar. Um, the one thing I can't live without. 
Unfortunately, since I hurt my back, it's my TENS machine. See, I'm wearing it right now. TENS machine is like electrical stim. You got like the two little little pads and you put it on your back or wherever you're sore and it helps keep you loose. And so I can't live without a TENS. This is in the last two years, this is the eighth one that I've bought because my word. Yeah, I wear them out. So are you uh, are you loose right now? Uh, I will be after this when I do my stretch routine and go for my walk. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. All right. So this is number five. It's a little more of a deep dive. If you've ever listened to the podcast before, um, it's a little more of a deep dive. So if we could get, you know, this is the question. If we could get everybody in one place, all the worship leaders and production directors and all the volunteers and everybody who's involved in worship, we get them all in one place. We gave Uncle Jeremy the microphone. What would you say? Man, I have thought long and hard about this because we've always talked about maybe at some point taking me through the Frank Five. And so I've listened to 27 episodes of people answering this question. And I think identity, we've talked a lot about identity that's all important and things like that. But I think the one thing that maybe I would get to share is your holiness matters. And it matters not only to God, but it matters to the people who are watching you. Um, and so like, I mean, we all know, you know, we're, we're a bunch of Christians here that listen to this podcast and like holiness is being set apart. And I think, um, as I look at Christianity today, and this is, this is a blanket statement and this isn't for everyone, but as you look at a lot of it, like, I feel like we throughout the week carp, uh, compartmentalize the things that we watch, the things that we allow ourselves to listen to. Uh, the things we look at on social media, the movies we watch, and we think because of our grace and everything is, um, you know, what is it in Romans where uh, not everything is beneficial, and we think, oh, it's okay to maybe do some of this stuff, and then expect that it's not going to affect our worship on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, I I take that verse, uh, there's a couple verses I take very seriously in my life, and it's when Jesus says, be therefore holy because I am holy. So be set apart because I am set apart. And so I, I literally listen, okay, well, I think we need to do a good job of trying to speak to, to our, the generations around us and, and to not maybe 100% make them feel alienated and things like that. But we can't reflect them so much that we look just like them and we're not being set mm-hmm. apart. And so what, why holiness matters to me is because um, the, the, I think that verse in, in the Old Testament is just so appropriate where it says, Guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. And so like we're being asked as worship leaders, as tech leaders, as leaders in the church who have been given responsibility over a flock of God's people, we're being asked to lead them somewhere. And so I think the reason our holiness is so important is because like, wh- what are you filling your heart with to lead them from? Is it mm. that episode of Game of Thrones that you just watched? Do you, like if you know more about what's happening in Game of Thrones than you know your scriptures, I really think you might want to step back and maybe take a look at your life and go, ooh, you know, I, I feel like God's maybe asking me for more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when if if you're Absolutely. if you're able to tell me every lyric from the new, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a a rapper out there, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like. Um, Flo Rida. Yeah, you can say Flo Rida or uh, um, whoever. I don't even know who's big these days anymore. But like, if you if you can tell me every lyric from that, and that's what you're filling yourself with all week, and then you're going to go lead people, or are you filling yourself up with the Word of God, with good books like by A.W. Tozer and things like that too? What is the well that you're pulling from as you're leading people on Sunday? And so I, I just see this trend, um, like I said, of like we com- compartmentalize what we do during the week and think it's okay, and we think that we think that somehow it's not going to affect how we lead on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that leadership's an overflow. Right? Exactly, it's an overflow of what you're storing up inside your your heart and your mind, and that's a good word, man. I have that's a really good. I have word. friends that like they think, oh well, man, I just I go to bars and I drink and I you know I'm getting drunk and I'm cussing and I but I'm sharing the gospel and I'm like you know I love your heart I think that's awesome, but are you also sitting there while you're doing that showing up? Wait, well, I don't. Why do I need your Jesus if I can just drink and smoke and cuss like? Well, I don't understand if I don't have, if there's no change, if there's nothing different in me, I don't understand why I need him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it almost gives tacit consent to have people keep living in the sin 
that they're living in. It's like trying to sometimes for me, and this might seem, I don't know, harsh or judgmental, but like we almost sometimes we want to excuse sin as a way, as a tool to like get people to, to come to Jesus. Um, and so I just feel like, uh, I think our holiness matters to God and it matters to the people that are watching us. And I think, um, that the further and the, the, the further depths of your relationship with Jesus Christ, when you're in his word and you're reading about, um, what he did for you on the cross and why he did it and how he set you free from sin and things like that, like you, you begin to notice like maybe the movies you used to watch, you just can't stomach them anymore. Maybe the music that you're listening to, oh gosh, they just said the F word 15 times in that song. I don't know that I can maybe even be able to listen to that. And it's not, it, it's not out of this like um, legalistic thing. It's like this outflow of your relationship with Jesus that just goes, oh, I can't. It's so like the world. I just can't be a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, man, that's good. That's good. That's a good word, folks. Um, so, hey, Jerry, yeah. you're a production guy. I am. What what we get a lot of questions from um, younger folks who are thinking, man, I really like this area. I feel like maybe I'm called to do this. What what would you say to them? Where's it? What what should they start doing? You know, even if they're high school kid, yeah. they are very interested in production. What should they start doing? So we, uh, there's a young there's a girl who's a senior at our uh, church right now, and she wants to be a tech director in a church. That is what she wants to do. And so when I knew that about her, I, I began to just kind of pour all the knowledge that I could into her. And so one of the things that's been really fantastic about this, this girl, April, she volunteers for everything. She will serve as many weekends as I'll let her. She asks questions. She gets involved. Um, and it started out like, hey, just roll these cables. I never never let her touch a computer, never let her touch the console, never touched the light until she knew how to properly over under a cable or, um, you know, hey, can you just get the music stands out? Hey, just can you get everything turned on? Like she just wanted to serve in that capacity. So like if this is something you're feeling you want to do, get involved in your church and be very careful to just listen and to soak up like the wisdom of those that are around you. Like a lot of times in our towns, we've got maybe little production companies. Get involved with them, even if it's just coming in late night and wrapping up the cables and loading in and loading out, and you're not even a part of the show. The 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 knowledge that you're going to gain through that will be invaluable. And so, um, we happen to live super close to like Full Sail University, and so uh, our, this girl April, she's been very involved here. She's going to intern with me over the summer, and then she'll go off to Full Sail. And so there's some there's some good schools that you can get into to learn more. I've also heard of. Uh, I think Valdosta State has a pretty good production program. Um, so mm-hmm. there, there are some things that you can do and some schools that have like more of a production focus. But I don't even know if you need to. That my degree is in transformational Christian ministry. Um, and so I, I I may not be able to tell you all the time like exactly why a compressor is working the way that it can, but I spend enough time with people who are willing to pour in to go, hey, listen for this. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you the technical reason why it's working, but I can make it sound good because, you know, I spent the time with people. And so, man, just volunteer in your church, be willing to soak up all of the information they can give you, and then maybe go and look for a, a program of study that you can get into. And then just know the industry, it's a grind. Like trying to find a place you're, you're probably when you get out of school, you, you're going to have to intern somewhere. Um, and then after that internship, you know, you might have to go on the road a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's very, my situation is very unique where I got put in the position I was in a large church of like, I knew enough to be dangerous, but I had to spend a lot of time on my own. It was literally a God thing, right time, right place. Um, but I have a lot of friends who have been grinding for years just doing the grunt work, being available for this, that, and the other that are now finally starting to, you know, see some dividends pay off. So be patient. And uh, I'm also going to say the biggest encouragement is however much time you spend memorizing the, 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 the manual of your X32, know your scriptures even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are times that production guys can get pigeonholed as just, well, they have a lot of technology, but they're maybe not the most spiritual people in the world. And so prove them wrong. Um, all the tech go. stuff is good, but I'm going to tell you what, uh, when it comes down to it, you ain't going to save somebody uh, with a good EQ cut, but you will save them with the word of God. Mm. Man, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. That's a good word, folks. That is a good, good word from your Uncle Jeremy. I thought it was scoop. Scoop. Dude, you survived. I did. I kind of like... You You thrived. I like Uncle Jer better than Scoop. You do? Yeah. I think Scoop's kind of playful. Well, I mean, mm. you hate your nickname, so I guess it would only be fair if I hated my nickname. <laughs> oh, yes. It would be fair, wouldn't it? Yeah, and if, and if you want to know what his nickname is, get us to 50,000 on Instagram. Get us to 50. Get us to 50. And it would also be great if you, as soon as you listen to this podcast, if you, if you text 10 friends, don't group text because everybody hates those. Yeah, exactly. 10, it can be the same text. Just copy and paste it into 10 individual text messages and say, go subscribe to the Worship Leader Probs podcast and leave them five stars. That's right. It would be, right. It would be largely delicious if you were to do that. It would be largely delicious. And that's from a guy named Scoop. He knows a little something about being delicious. I do. And so does Mr. Probs. So, hey, thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing the memes. Um, you know, and and make sure uh, if you're a church and you maybe you use planning center services and you're thinking, you know, it really would like the people, the people app comes with it. That's right. It's free. free. Right. I should I should check that out. Go to our Instagram feed. Uh, there is a a post specifically talking about. Uh, the Planning Center free online training uh, on all of their apps. It's free. And no, everyone likes free. Everyone likes free. So, well, hey guys, thank you so much for checking out episode 28 of the podcast. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.